my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get ready for the best hour of your grid day. You heard it here first. The best hour of your day on SportsGrid starts now. With your host, Kevin Walsh. One of the easy ones, Donnie, where you look at it and the complaint starts to be, how about not that that for more? You know what I mean? Like, and Donnie Wrightside. And I would like to see all the weight and anger and might of the NCAA slash Big Ten smash that program into smithereens for the next three years. On the SportsGrid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Let's rock and roll on a Friday afternoon. It's going to be a solo mission of Moneyline with Donnie Wrightside here. Kevin will join us once again back on Monday. He has a wedding to attend to today. So hopefully he's enjoying himself, taking a lot of pictures and enjoying himself. But we got business, people. We got business to get down to. Let's get after it over this next hour. By the way, some updated information coming out now. We're going to talk about that entire NFL slate. We'll get you prepped, primed, and ready. All those football games, roll it through, and certainly take your phone calls. Isaiah Pacheco ruled out for the Chiefs. That is a big deal. That's a big deal for the Kansas City offense. We'll get to that in just a bit. But I think we can say the biggest news of the day. Now, we're going to go through you know, what happened last night in that debacle on Thursday Night Football being the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I want to talk a little bit of Major League Baseball hot stove right now. The biggest fish left in that small pond known as Major League Baseball is Shohei Otani. Word came out we were doing the early line this morning, both myself and Ben. Or should I say tweets came out from beat writers. And look at this. It says, Otani's choice is in. This is not a drill. But we just don't know when this information is going to come out. And if you're listening today on the show, and yes, it is a football Friday. We are going to talk a ton of football. But this is a pretty big deal. This could be a shift of balance of power towards teams. Welcome into the Sirius Radio, Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Network, Donnie right side here, solo mission on Moneyline. This is a big deal. Shohei Otani comes over to the Los Angeles Angels. Bid process up, accepts it there, goes there, gets paid a lot of money, but now comes up as a true free agent to sign with any team he wants. He's going to get north of $500 million in his contract, and rightfully so. Here's the argument, people. Is he actually worth $500 on the baseball field? Absolutely not. He's not. He's a great baseball player. Not worth $500 million. But in the box office, you best believe he's worth every bit of that $500 million and more. Major League Baseball team is going to sign him to, let's say, $600 million. They'll make a billion off that deal in profit. A true worldwide global superstar. Let's just say Mike Trout was completely healthy in Major League Baseball, along with him on the same Angels team. He knows more important to the Angels, Otani, by a mile, a wide margin, because that's what he does. Draws international appeal, not just appeal in his home city. The teams that are up right now, there are some behind-the-scenes teams, I guess they make you want to believe, but just reading the tea leaves... Doesn't it actually feel like it's the Los Angeles Dodgers versus the Toronto Blue Jays right now? That's just the way it feels to me. And I've already put out there on Twitter and social media, I really want him to go to the Toronto Blue Jays. Number one, as a Phillies fan, 
I don't want to see him go to the Dodgers. It's a little bit of self-interest there. But you guys know me. I go to bed quite early. I'm going to wake up early in the morning and do a morning show five days a week. And I even wake up earlier on Sundays to get down to Atlantic City to do our pro football show. And certainly when sometimes I have to drive up to North Jersey. But I like to say, and this is always my argument, if Otani's in the Eastern time zone, I can watch him so much more and enjoy him. And so can the majority of fans in this country. Contrary to popular belief, nobody lives on the West Coast when you compare it to the other time zones. Nobody. The East Coast is the coast that is the most populated and driven. That's why I always get upset, like, being selfish, the Golden State Warriors in their heyday. Barely watch them play. Half of their tip-offs, if not more, were at 10 o'clock at night. I'm not staying up for that. Some nights, guys, during the week, I am in bed by 6 o'clock at night with this schedule during football season. Then it gets a little bit easier over the summer because we don't have the football show, which takes up a lot of my time. But I would love to watch Otani a hundred times a year. Think about that. Otani and Mike Trout, two of the biggest superstars in the game, barely get noticed on the East Coast. Barely get noticed. Unless you are a D-Gen, MLB lover, which technically I used to be back in the day, but I can't do it anymore because I can't stay up that late. Hey, man, let's watch the late game on the A's or the Angels, you know, or, you know, any West Coast team there. Seattle Mariners. We can't do that on the East Coast for 75% of the population has to wake up in the morning and go to work the next day. Same thing with LeBron James, who is a global superstar, but he plays in Los Angeles. I don't get to see 90% of his games, even that tip-off, unless he's on the East Coast. So the fact that if he goes to Toronto, he is going to be enjoyed by the entire country, not just Los Angeles County. And that is a massive win for Major League Baseball. If he comes east, huge win. It doesn't have to just be Toronto. They're just in it here. If he came to Boston, Philadelphia, Baltimore, New York, any one of those teams, we would get to enjoy him more, and he would be an even bigger superstar than he currently is because everybody in the country would be able to watch a majority of his games around dinner time, and that is massive news. And by the way, if he does go to Toronto, it's a fun story too. Man, he would ignite that ballpark. They move those fences in, my goodness, people. The amount of action he could knock out of the ballpark. That's why we love Juan Soto going to the Yankees. Yeah, again, for me as a Phillies fan, get him out of the National League, which is one thing. But you can't script a perfect ballpark for Juan Soto better than what you're going to get at Yankee Stadium. That tiny short porch, that little league outfield to right field, flick of the wrist, he's going to be knocking home runs out of there. He's going to be on base in an unbelievable number. Batting in between Anthony Rizzo and Aaron Judge. That's going to be fun. But Shohei Otani shifting the balance of power to Toronto in the AL East would be so much fun to watch. And watch is the key word. 705, you know, the first pitch. 615 first pitch, whatever it is, they're going to be up there in Toronto. We can all watch that and enjoy greatness here. I'm just wanting to know, by the way, also, Major League Baseball beat writers, are they the worst of all the beat writers? I don't mean bad human beings. I just mean on getting us the information that we need. I mean, what's the deal? You're telling me no, like Otani's decision is in, but we don't have any idea where he's going? Woj would have dropped this bomb October 31st before we even got through the World Series of where Otani is going and what he's signing for. Why don't we know this? How come nobody's broken that story early? You're trying to tell me the biggest free agent in the history of Major League Baseball and we can't get breadcrumbs over the past couple weeks? We're talking about speak to somebody who met with somebody who saw somebody going he might like the city of toronto that's about the best of it we got he's going to choose today isn't he people i'm shocked he didn't choose already and it would be so major league baseball if he made his decision on a saturday and lost the news cycle for the week but that's how major league baseball operates we got a long way to go on a football friday right here on Moneyline. i'm donnie Wrightside, and i'll be right back 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Right back at it here on a Friday afternoon. It is Moneyline, and yes, it's a football Friday. By the way, I was just getting into the topic of Shohei Otani. And I was made a decision, decision is in. That was a major, you know, Twitter slash X account saying that. So as we just came in from break here, Alden Gonzalez, Major League Baseball, I believe is a beat writer. Uh, source, Otani's not made his decision yet. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, what are we doing out here? Nobody is connected at all to Shoya Otani. Not a single message other than we think he likes the city and who knows where he's going. I mean, get it together out here. And wouldn't it be great if they said a decision is imminent and it could happen any moment? It doesn't happen until like late next week. It's madness out here. And maybe he hasn't made his decision yet because that's one final ploy from his agent just to get some more money out of said team that wants to sign him. Who knows? But hopefully we get that information sooner than later. You know what other information we have? The New England Patriots 21, the Pittsburgh Steelers 18. Yeah. The Steelers in back-to-back weeks, back-to-back weeks, have lost to a two-win football team on their own field. I don't know how much more embarrassing that can actually get. Ridiculous. And I was even on record because I actually thought they would paste Arizona on Sunday. They got pasted. Matter of fact, I picked 24-10 Steelers. They lost 24-10. Outrageous. Yesterday on the Pro Football Show, breaking this game down to its common elements, the Steelers were better at every single position and at home. You could, like wide receiver, that wasn't a wide receiving core that New England put out on the field yesterday. That was her. Juju Smith Schuster averages like five yards a game, got 90 yesterday. Ezekiel Elliott from the grave, seven catches for 72 yards. And oh, yeah, chipped in 68 yards on the ground. Tyquan Thornton was a major impact for your team. Ooh, 17 yards. But the fact of the matter is, the Steelers now sit at seven and six. Do you know the Steelers should be nine and four right now? Yeah, they're a bad football team, but they should be nine and and four right now. I'm not so sure they can get to the playoffs. We're holding out hope for Kenny Pickett to come back in week 18 from a high ankle sprain to save the day? They were so brutal yesterday. And the fact of the matter, that right away in that football game, in the first two drives, I hit my quarterback rushing prop parlay for the first time on Pro Football Today shows, which we do that each and every Monday and Thursday. I think we might have started like week four. It's been a while. It's been a money burner the entire way. I said, ooh, this night's going to be good. And even the simple fact of the matter, I saw the Patriots open up a double-digit lead in the first half. And my favorite wager yesterday was George Pickens to go over 39 and a half yards. George Pickens had five catches. Oh, Donnie, what did he get? 88 yards? 90 yards? 68 yards? No, George Pickens got 19 yards with a long of seven 
on six targets throwing side to side out there. I couldn't even steal one of those late ones where you saw Allen Robinson and Deontay Johnson both get 20-yard-plus catches on that final drive. Not George Pickens. You know what else I saw? A statistic on George Pickens yesterday. First time in Steelers history, a wide receiver's caught five balls and not for more than 20 yards. Yeah, thanks, George, for that. Things happen. You don't always win. I get it. But what a brutal performance for Mitchell Trubisky in that offense. Jalen Warren, seven carries, 11 yards. The home run hitter in the backfield. Najee Harris, 12 catches for 29 yards. Like Mitchell Trubisky is leading your team in rushing with 30 total yards. 2.9 yards per carry for that Steelers team. Embarrassing to say the least. And also, speaking with my producer, Christian, behind the wheels of steel here behind the scenes. What are the New England Patriots doing winning football games? I understand you can't tank, right? But boy, it looked like they were doing a great job of tanking the past three weeks. My analysis last night coming into it was, I'm not even worried about scoring for New England. I'm worried about them getting positive yardage. Like having drives that get first downs. They scored 21 points in the first half against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And by the way, to add insult to injury, yeah, it looks like there's injuries here. Highsmith went down late in that football game, and T.J. Watt got karate kicked on, like, the first play of the game from Ezekiel Elliott. And he was in and out for the rest of the night, it felt like. But just a brutal performance overall for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know where they go from here at this point. It certainly doesn't look like they're going to the playoffs. 22 of 35 for a buck 90 for Mitchell Trubisky. And by the way, in my parlay, which I did lose that as well, 100 bucks paid back like 587. It wasn't close because you know why also Jalen Warren didn't get his 50 yards. George Pickens, I actually just needed George Pickens in that parlay to get 25 yards, not even 39. Gosh, what a terrible game overall. But I did hit that small parlay there to salvage some money back. But we got a big, big week of NFL action and a lot of spots to look for. Now, when you're dealing with this, we'll set the table for this, too. There's a lot of weather conditions that you need to know about here. Because I got to tell you, I've, I've had an eye on the weather like I always do from early in the week. Because it sort of shapes where I want to go. And I put a tweet out today at Right Side VP. Maybe another running back week for your boy DRS when we're looking for prop bets this weekend, to be honest. A lot of lower totals here, and rightfully so. Why? Because of weather and also bad quarterback play. Really bad quarterback play. Jacksonville and Cleveland, 33 and a half. Carolina, New Orleans, 37 and a half. Houston, New York, the Jets, 33 and a half. Monday night football, Green Bay, New York Giants, 36 and a half. Like, it used to be like we'd get a 37 and a half, and that was the low by, like, a touchdown every week. Scoring significantly down, but by the way, don't stop primetime football now, people. We are on an under nonstop streak until, what, the past three to four games? Keep it going, man. Let's keep that overs going. It's a lot more fun to bet those games. But instead of the totals itself, let's take a look at some of the weather conditions across the map this week. Lions and Bears, not bad. Slight chance of rain. Mid-30s. Windy conditions, maybe 10 to 12 miles an hour. Not bad. We should be okay for scoring in that. I wouldn't hamper anybody. Hey, Donnie, what do you think about the quarterback situation in the Bears-Lions? Don't worry about it. Weather conditions are going to be fine in that football game. Jacksonville Jaguars, Cleveland Browns. We'll handicap these in a little bit, but I just want to get the weather out there to the people if they're not paying attention and seeing why some of these numbers are so low. Yeah, C.J. Beathard's supposed to play in that game along with Joe Flacco. DTR, by the way, cleared from concussion protocol for the Cleveland Browns. Rain in the forecast for that entire football game. But here's the thing. That number is actually going slightly higher than what it was earlier. Because the windy conditions we expected to be around 20 miles an hour have been cut in half. They're down to around 10 miles an hour. Still going to be chilly conditions there, 40s with a little bit of wind. So probably that real temperature feel in the high 30s at this point. So I wouldn't worry all that much about who's going to do what. Because, by the way, if you had a healthy quarterback situation there, 
we wouldn't be all that worried about it. But you do have some rain and some wind to worry about there. Cincinnati Bengals, excuse me, Cincinnati Bengals, Indianapolis Colts, same region there where the Cleveland Browns are playing. Same state, Cleveland North, Cincinnati a little bit farther south. Rain in the forecast there, about 12 mile an hour winds, temperatures there in the 40s. Not fantastic weather. But the one that's really getting to me the most, because to be honest, this morning just going over some news and notes, I got real hot and bothered with that Jets-Houston Texans football game. Because to be honest with you, I think there's a chance that the Jets cover that game now down to three and a half, as high as like five and a half and six early this week. I want to tell you my thought process on where I was going with the New York Jets in this game and why it made sense. But it's a shame. I don't think it's going to be a viable option until maybe we see Sunday morning if the weather conditions do change. Maybe the worst weather situation there this weekend is going to be that Jets game. I'm Donnie Wrightside. It's a football Friday in the Sports Grid Network. We'll be right back after these words. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. It's your boy Donnie Wright side here on a solo mission on a football Friday right here on the Sports Grid Network. Now, we were getting into a little bit of Jets talk here and why this game is important twofold. Number one, it's not important for the Jets itself. It's important maybe for Zach Wilson. It's very important for the Houston Texans. So they can continue their surge into the playoffs. A little bit banged up at wide receiver. Tank's not going to play this week. Obviously, Tank's not going to play the rest of the way. Snapped the leg there, got injured. We'll see what C.J. Stroud has. But his number also low this weekend in the low 220s. Zach Wilson, I believe, last time I checked this morning, his prop was around that like 180 range. And I say, man, I, I want to fire on this right now. And I still think it's very viable. On the early line, if you alt his number up to 200 yards, which, again, isn't a lot, It's a nice plus-money price. And also, Garrett Wilson on the opposite end, getting a real quarterback back. And you can say whatever you want about Zach Wilson. The talent is there. He's got the big-time arm to make every throw. Sometimes he doesn't make those throws all that well and throws the football to the other team. He's only got six touchdown passes this year. So it's not as if he's ever lit the world on fire. But before getting benched in that just disastrous effort against the Buffalo Bills, where the Jets lost lost that game 32-6, the previous three games, 263, 263, 240. And before that, 186, 199, 245. He's always going to be around that number. Sometimes when you take a look at a football game, which I actually thought yesterday Mitchell Trubisky would get over his passing prop. Oh, he did. They need a little bit of help late in the game with some dump-off checkoffs where the defense was giving you yards. Yes, but he still got over it. A win is a win. There's no reason to believe that Zach Wilson can't throw for 185 yards, which is what his prop is. But can I just have the weather gods not be so damning in the Meadowlands this weekend? Because we'll get there. And by the way, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, in games that Zach Wilson has played, either started or just at least finished a game or left early, 9.4 yards, excuse me, 9.4 targets per game. That's pretty impressive. It really is. So I do think there is going to be some success for Zach Wilson. But if you turn on your television 
12-15, and they show the Meadowlands this weekend. And it's really bad, rainy, windy conditions. It's going to be more of a ground game. Now, also keep in mind, Brees Wilson really banged up as well. Whether he goes or not, that would be a big deal. But Zach Wilson should be able to make some headway against that Houston Texans defense. But it's a shame I can't bet it. Like, I was very close pulling the trigger here. Boom. This is going to make a lot of sense. Take that as a prop. Take a little Garrett Wilson. I still do think it gets there. But weather conditions certainly are going to be an issue up and down the eastern seaboard this weekend. Other weather games, San Francisco and Seattle should be fine. Obviously, Minnesota and Las Vegas, fine. They're in a dome. Chargers, Denver, in a dome here. Kansas City, cooler conditions, but no precipitation and no windy conditions. Buffalo and Kansas City used to playing in cooler temperatures. That should be fine there. And as we said already reported, Isaiah Pacheco is out. By the way, good news here for the Minnesota Vikings as well, which Josh Dobbs is on my radar this weekend. It's passing prop round 225. Justin Jefferson back in the fold. No other concerns. Played a bad football game against the Bears. Had some time to get sat down and thought about it. They kept him as a starter. He should repay them with a decent performance. That total 40 and a half, I think, goes over as well as in that game. Just, you know, doing some late week talk here. Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, no weather concerns. Why? Of course, that's in a dome. By the way, double header on Monday night football this week, which should be interesting too. Keep it nice and fun. But if we're being honest and looking overall at the schedule, does anything stick out to anybody out there? Telephone lines are always open. You guys got a game that you really like this weekend? How about a prop bet? How about an angle? Or just maybe the two biggest football games of the weekend that you're looking forward to? 425 Buffalo, Kansas City, 820 Philadelphia and Dallas. Because I got a couple thoughts on that. I got a pretty good game plan laid out overall for this weekend. 844-843-6879 is the telephone number to call in if you got something fire on a football Friday. Or maybe you just want to sit back and relax and watch the Army-Navy game and that total of 27.5 live from Foxborough, Massachusetts coming up tomorrow. I like Navy, by the way, in that game, plus 2.5. But let's start handicapping some of these weekend football games. Jacksonville and Cleveland. Last time we saw Jacksonville absolutely lit up like a Christmas tree on Monday Night Football by Joe Bur- No, it wasn't Joe Burrow. Jake Browning lit them up. Full complement of wide receivers. Started a little bit shaky. Throwing the football sideline to sideline just to get him in rhythm. And oh yeah, he got in rhythm. 300 plus yards passing. That's pretty good. But now it's going to go up against Joe Flacco. Can Joe Flacco make the same type of passes that Jake Browning did? I think he can, but here's the question. He threw a lot of passes and had some decent yards last weekend against the Rams where everything fell off. They were hanging around that football game until they weren't, and the Rams just pressed them and got them out of there. But Amari Cooper, who I really liked last week in that game, had two catches for 28 yards right off the bat. And I think his yardage prop was in the mid-40s. We talked about on Pro Football today. I said, boy, that seems like a good spot. The reason he didn't hit it because he got injured with a concussion. He's still in concussion protocol, but actually practiced today. That's going to be a key ingredient there. Also, as we talked about the weather as well. But the bigger news here for Jacksonville is not their defense getting lit up last week by the Cincinnati Bengals. It's that Jacksonville starting quarterback Trevor Lawrence with a high ankle sprain that Doug Peterson keeps on telling us is no big deal. Hasn't really practiced all that much this week, and I would be shocked if he does play. So if it is C.J. Beathard this week, who you saw late in that football game, injure himself, I don't know where we go in this one. Because you got two quarterbacks that aren't all that mobile in the pocket on a windy and rainy day in Cleveland. This just screams like it's an under. 33 and a half, that's not a lot of points. But who is actually doing anything in this football game? And I like Jacksonville's wide receiving core, which is down Christian Kirk now for looks like the rest of the season. I would have liked Cleveland's wide receiver core if it included Amari Cooper, which we don't know if he's going to be there Sunday. A lot of question marks around that football game. Question marks I'm not really having too much around this game. Should be a good one. 
Los Angeles Rams, Baltimore Ravens, Stafford, and Jackson. Here's another issue, though. Where's this game being played, guys? Eastern Seaboard. You know what that means. Rain is going to be in the forecast. Just looking at some updated numbers here in this one. Rain supposed to be all throughout the game every single quarter. Temperature not that bad, though. High 50s, low 60s. Windy conditions in the teens. That's going to be an issue. Now, if anybody out there can name me a quarterback that would be playing in the rain and windy conditions that they would like to have, mm -hmm. it's probably Lamar Jackson in that rushing game. That should be the difference here. The Rams have been playing a much better brand of football here. Tyler Higby just announced here by Sean McVay as doubtful for the game Sunday. So that'll be another weapon down. By the way, Nakua, which I haven't been keeping all that much track of here. Let me just do a quick double take as I check some of these practice reports here from the week because I want to see if he is playing in this game. All right, so we get the Rams report. Where's my guy Puka? Puka Nakua, limited practice, full practice Thursday. So he should be going. So that's good news here for them. And I don't even see any injury designation on Cooper Cup. Maybe he steps up in this football game. Seven and a half. Doesn't feel like, though, so you look at that and you say to yourself, seven and a half. Ooh, I might like the Rams. Seven or less, I might like Baltimore. Yeah, sometimes it's that cutting close. But if I'm looking for a winner of that football game coming off a bye, it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens. The question is, how much is that rain going to affect that game? If we don't have any rain in that, that number's not listed at 40 as a total. They're going way over the total in that game. But this game might be a rock'em, sock'em, robot, Lamar Jackson, uh, 11 carries, 88 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground, maybe one touchdown pass. Stafford rallies the troops. Kyron Williams gets busy. 21-17 type final, but Baltimore wins it. That's the feeling I'm getting from that game. And it's a shame that we have to deal with rainy conditions, but it is what it is. I'm not really an underbacker per se, in props. So maybe we go bargain hunting on Sunday. But again, weather is fickle sometimes. We might get rain all throughout that game, all four quarters, and it's ugly. Or we might get some sprinkles here and advantage to the offenses. We don't know that. One line that's gaining a little bit of steam here next, Detroit and Chicago, Goff and Fields. No real weather conditions to worry about here. This is normal Chicago time weather for this time of year. Cloudy, 10 miles an hour winds, precipitation zero. We should be able to operate here. What are we getting here out of the Chicago Bears? That's the question you want to ask yourself. Because on the morning show, I said, let's alt this line over 48 and a half. I think there's a chance that we get the 50 in this game. Because I do think Chicago and Justin Fields will need to open it up against Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions got two bangers at running back. Amon Ross St. Brown at wide receiver. Speed at Jamison Williams. They got everything you need. Laporte at tight end. Let's not Laporte at tight end. Wait a second. Why am I getting that confused up here? Tight end game strong there, yes, for Detroit. They should be fine. Yes, it is Laporte. I don't know why I was even thinking anything different there. But also, you look at that side. Detroit opens up as a four-and-a-half point favorite there. That drops to three. Total in this game was 46-and-a-half, now down to 43-and-a-half. And 43 is at a majority of the books that you guys are looking at. I do think it's legitimate. I think we get points in that game. But also, it does draw me back just a little bit when I see that number, three, three-and-a-halves, depending on where you're at. It really does. Because you think like Detroit should be able to just roll over Chicago. And then you go, oh, wait a second. Just a few weeks ago, Detroit had to put on an unbelievable comeback at home just to beat those same Chicago Bears, who then beat the Minnesota Vikings, who have a little bit of mojo coming into this football game at home. I still think Detroit should be able to get after it in that game. And a total is where you should be looking. Let's keep moving forward here. A lot of big football games this Sunday. It's a football Friday right here on the Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta Sky Miles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Football Friday, Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. It's Moneyline. It's Donnie Wright's side solo mission here, looking at that NFL slate here on Sunday. And as we wait for Shohei Otani possibly signing with his new franchise today, and how wild would that be at this point? He just says, you know what? It's never going anywhere. It's always the Angels. The Angels are always my team here. Now, granted, we certainly don't think that's going to be the case here. But let's keep moving forward. Carolina and New Orleans. What to make of the Carolina Panthers, but they're horrible. Now, last week, if you want to say moral victory, why? Because they cover the spread. Okay, I'll give you that. Up against Tampa Bay. But New Orleans, if they want to win their division, which, by the way, what is up with New Orleans? Three straight losses. I mean, they can't even get anything together. This was a team, guys, I thought would win 10 games this year. Not because I thought they were great, but because that division was bad and their schedule was amazing. And they stink. They need to win this football game. Looks like at quarterback, I don't think Derek Carr is going to give it a go. So it will be Jameis Winston. They're favored by five and a half. We talked to Mike Blewett this morning on the early line, both myself and Ben. How do you even lay any points here with New Orleans? 37 and a half. I do like Alvin Kamara, by the way, anytime touchdown in this game. I think it makes a lot of sense. But outside of that, I'm not digging in that game. Seriously, I'm not digging in that game at all. So let's keep on moving forward. Tampa Bay and Atlanta. This is an eliminator game, not for the Atlanta Falcons, but for the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks are already behind Atlanta. Atlanta beats them again for the second time. It's a wrap on Tampa Bay. Nobody's getting out of those four teams, Carolina, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, and Atlanta, a wild card. You're going to have to win the division. Atlanta wins that game. That'll put some distance between them and Tampa, which knocks them out. Carolina's done, obviously. So it'll be a two-team race. New Orleans versus Atlanta to see who has supremacy, the NFC South. Two-point number in that game. I like Atlanta here. I do. I like Atlanta's backfield. I like Desmond Ritter just to be a game manager. Drake London at wide receiver, underused. But, hey, kid, come up and make some plays on a banged-up secondary here for Tampa Bay. 41-and-a-half, 40-and-a-half. I don't even know if that game gets over. Matter of fact, I would take the under that. 40-and-a-half, 41 makes about the most sense there. Let's keep going. Indiana, or should I say the uh, Colts on the field. By the way, it's the Indiana Pacers back. Shout-out to Pacers for making the final of the in-season tournament in the NBA. But let's take a look here. Gardner Minshew going up against Jake Browning. Two weeks ago, you would have laughed at that. This week, we're going to get some offense, people. Now, also, let's check the weather conditions here between the Colts and the Bengals. 40-degree temperatures. No rain in the forecast. And weather that's manageable with wind speeds under 10 miles an hour. If we're looking at the number in this game, Cincinnati a minus one and a half to two point favorite, depending on where you're shopping. I loved everything I saw last week about the Cincinnati Bengals. They were phenomenal on offense. T. Higgins comes back healthy. Jamar Chase making big plays out here. Boyd is a solid third wide receiver. Mixon getting in the end zone a few times. You would have thought you had your all pro quarterback back there in Joe Burrow. But also, don't fake it on Indy. Indianapolis Colts are coming to town with devastation in their mind. 43 and a half, 44 is a total. I think this game goes under. I like everything that Shane Steichen has done with the Colts so far this year. From losing your best running back to losing your first-round quarterback and still getting hot late with a legitimate chance to make the playoffs here, boy, oh, boy. Let's go. Over 43 and a half. I haven't really sunk my teeth into yet. If I like any props in that game. And usually what I do is on Friday night and Saturday, settle in my props for the week. Unless there's something we just couldn't pass up here. 
So we'll see how that one turns out. But that is a true coin flip. And by the way, it's a law in the United States that the Indianapolis Colts have to either be getting one and a half points or laying one and a half points. Not allowed to be any more than that. They're always in true coin flip situations. We talked about Houston and New York. C.J. Stroud, Zach Wilson here. That line opened up at four and a half, went as high as six and a half, now down to three and a half. And by the way, it would have been six and a half easy. If Boyle was still in that roster and starting this weekend for the Jets, yeah, it would be six easy, and I would be betting Houston. I wouldn't even care what Houston was bringing to the table. I just know Boyle was a horrendous quarterback, and they weren't scoring more than 10 points. So things open up a little bit here with Zach Wilson, and they'll be aggressive with him. It's one of those things, as I said, I'm going to keep an eye on the weather. If we don't get disastrous weather conditions up in the Meadowlands this weekend, then I'm probably going to be betting Zach Wilson yards and also Garrett Wilson yards here. That line, three and a half points as a favorite towards Houston, 33 and a half as the total in that ball game. But let's get to the four o'clock slate. A lot more clean opportunities the rest of the way. We're not worried about quarterbacks. We're not worried about weather conditions. We just want to see good football and see if teams can certainly get in the end zone. Seattle, San Francisco, these teams should be getting in the end zone, primarily with San Francisco. Now, I finally saw that offense for the Seattle Seahawks get up off the mat against the Dallas Cowboys. A little bit extra rest here, taking on San Francisco at home. That should be an advantage to them. Got that backwards. San Francisco's the home team, but Seattle is rested here, coming off that mini buy. This line is up as high as 12 at points bet here in New Jersey. I disagree with that. I think San Francisco wins this game, but I do think it's going to be closer than the odds makers are anticipating. Geno Smith in Seattle put up 35 points their last time out against the Dallas Cowboys, which is a solid defense. But we saw signs of life from that passing game. We saw big plays out of D.K. Metcalf. 46.5 should be there. Because you know what you can do? You can pencil in 28 points out of the San Francisco 49ers. You just need Seattle to have a similar offensive output. Not even scoring-wise. Scored 35. They don't even need that. You get them around 17 points, you're going to take down that total. But I actually think Seattle can stay within that number as high as 12 at some outlets, but I do like the over at 46 and a half. I think we do get points in that outcome. Minnesota and Las Vegas, and as I told you before, Justin Jefferson, not even on the injury report. Back to practice Wednesday, practicing full all week. He's good to go in playoff mode for Minnesota. And by the way, when they put him on IR, I generally think they thought the season was over for their football team, so they didn't want to put in any bad situations here for Justin Jefferson with a re-injury of that hamstring and say, hey, you know what? If you come back, that's great. If not, we'll see you next year. We'll pay you a lot of money, and we'll probably have a new quarterback in here with higher aspirations than what we do now. Now you find yourself Minnesota, and by the way, terrible loss for the Chicago Bears. But they can right that wrong this weekend against Vegas, and I think they will. They're favored by three points. Minnesota's defense isn't great, but it's better than Las Vegas's. And that offensive of Minnesota is comparable with weapons compared to what Las Vegas is kicking out there with Aiden O'Connell. Dobbs' number, last time I checked here, let me just get an update. Uh, I am interested in his passing prop number this weekend. I'm not that interested, per se, in Justin Jefferson's receiving number just because it's a little bit to gauge what, you know, He's healthy, don't get me wrong. Can he dominate that football game? Sure he can. He's one of the top five wide receivers in football. But I'm not looking to press down that lever. I'd rather take the quarterback in that spot here. As I scroll through here, let's just see some passing yards. Let me see if we got an update number. It's around 225 earlier today. All right, so we got O'Connell. There we go. 220. 220 at a lot of outlets here. Let me see who else is out there. 220s. Uh, DraftKings at 220. Some have 225. So see that, people? Make sure you shop around. You get a five-yard difference at a lot of sports books. Some are at 220. Some are at 225. So let's go 220 in that spot. Dobbs going to get there this week. He really struggled against the Chicago Bears. But I do think he's in line for a decent start this weekend, which means points will be scored in that game. Listed at 40 and a half. I think that game has a good chance to go over it again. It's great that we're dealing with two teams that play in a dome that will be playing, obviously, in a dome. We're not worried about weather conditions or anything like that. And two defenses that you can move the football with. Just want to hope that Las Vegas can answer the bell. And I think they can. Devontae Adams at wide receiver, Jacobs at running back. They should be able to, to counter fire to keep the pressure on Minnesota. Here's one thing you can't have, people. 
if you're looking at that game from a quarterback position with Josh Dobbs and 220 and a half. You can't have him start a first quarter with zero passing yards, just like he had against the Chicago Bears. And I do think that is going to change and be different, but I am trying to eye up some Dobbs passing prop numbers. This is a lightning rod game, the next one we're going to talk about. 425 on Sunday. The Denver Broncos lost in heartbreaking fashion last week to the Houston Texans. A late interception, a forced interception from Russell Wilson, which is something he hadn't been doing the previous few weeks. If they want to make the playoffs, this feels like a must win. And for the Chargers, who want to hang around with five wins in the playoff race, they got to win this football game. This line across the board, two and a half, total of 44. I do actually think the Chargers win this football game, though. The Chargers went to New England last week in the pouring rain, six to nothing win. It doesn't sound like much, but you have to understand when it's clear that an offense can't move the football and can't play as the Patriots were doing, which is amazing, man. They scored three touchdowns in the first half against the Steelers yesterday. Taking your foot off the gas pedal and just making sure you win the football game, that's what they did. I think we do have a better chance to get points this week, but also the Chargers, a better offensive output. And also, we're still waiting for Austin Eckler to reappear here in 2023. I know he suffered an ankle sprain early in the season. He just does not have that explosiveness that we saw over the past couple years. Am I in love with this game? Not necessarily, which leaves us the final two games of Sunday, which should be absolute bangers. That's the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Dallas Cowboys. Buffalo and Kansas City are going to tee it up at 425. Slight favorite now for Kansas City, minus one at most outlets. Total now hovering between 48.5 to 49s, depending on where you're shopping at. I told you earlier, Isaiah Pacheco, who might be their best offensive player, it feels like, is not going to play in this football game. Andy Reid at his press conference here on Friday already announced that Isaiah Pacheco is going to be out for this one. The Buffalo Bills, when's the last time we saw them? Oh, that's right. Playing the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia in overtime should have won that game, but didn't, which means this game is of the utmost importance. Now, granted, in the NFL, in any professional sport, in any way of life, just because you need something doesn't mean you always get it. But if you are the Bills, you are running out of time in order to make the playoffs. And yes, I understand. I've said this multiple times and still do believe it. I think the Dallas, the, excuse me, I think the Buffalo Bills have to either beat the Dallas Cowboys and or the Kansas City Chiefs in order to get into the playoffs. If they lose both, they're out. If they lose one, they're teetering on the edge with still games like the Miami Dolphins coming up on their schedule. This is going to be a tough run. Maybe the most talented, like, can you imagine? The Buffalo Bills missed the playoffs, right? Now, granted, their defense got decimated with injuries. They're still average on defense. But that offense has a very good quarterback in Josh Allen, a capable running back in Cook, one of the best wide receivers in football in Stephon Diggs. And Gabe Davis finally showed up. In that game versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe he can be a dominant effort. By the way, doesn't Gabe always show up in the playoffs against the Kansas City Chiefs? I think he does, particularly in Kansas City. So this number sitting at 48 and a half, 49. Do I think they go over? Anytime you list Kansas City in the game, you think so. But this is a different, a much, much different Kansas City team. More painstaking on offense. And Pacheco's not going to play. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be that top running back. By the way, interesting news. I, I told you guys, I love Alvin Kamara to score an anytime touchdown. Taysom Hill is not at practice again today. Why is that big? You know why that's big. That guy is a thief at the goal line. Alvin Kamara to the moon this weekend, people. Who's with me? Definitely getting in the pay dirt. One more segment to go in this Football Friday edition of Moneyline. I'm Donnie Wrightside. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and... 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Yahoo! What a way to end a football Friday here. A couple banger football games. Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia, and Dallas. By the way, I do love the running game in that Buffalo-Kansas City game. James Cook, 47 and a half. Okay. Deal doable. I'm more focused actually on the quarterbacks, though. How about this? Patrick Mahomes, 29 and a half. Josh Allen, 33 and a half. I think they both go over the rushing prop in that game. As good old Kevin Walsh likes to say. <laughs> big game runner for Kansas City. That's Patrick Mahomes. I do believe him in that one. Sunday Night Football should be a banger. It really should be. Three and a half point number. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, a total in that game, listed at 51.5 to 52, depending on where you're shopping at. My question is, what do we see out of the Philadelphia Eagles? Is DeAndre Swift going to show up in this football game? They're going to give him the ball 15-plus times. That's going to help their offense. You know what else helps their offense? Dallas Goddard being back at the tight end position. They've got nothing out of that position for the past couple weeks. That will improve. But as always goes, if Dak Prescott is, Dak Prescott is hot, he can slice up the Eagles' defense because the Eagles are bad at linebacker coverage skills. And outside of, their off- outside of their outside cornerbacks, they are really bad in the slot. So CeeDee Lamb, look for him to set up wide, shift into the middle, and dust one of the Eagles' nickel cornerbacks or dime cornerbacks in that football game and get after it. I think we have a pretty good week here. And by the way, the better games to bet on seem to be coming at 4 o'clock or later with the props here. 46 and a half, 40 and a half, 43 and a half, 48 and a half, and 51 and a half. A lot of those low to mid 30s early in the day with weather conditions on the East Coast. But I know you guys, just like me, we're going to be hunting for winners this weekend in the prop market. And it just might so be we have to go back to that running back position and start hammering away and or quarterback rushing props. It's a big weekend ahead in the NFL. I'm going to enjoy it. And also, by the time we take the air Monday, Otani better be signed somewhere so we can talk about that as well. That'll do it. Donnie right side money line. The man behind the wheels of steel. Christian making me look good right here on the air. We'll talk to you guys Monday. See you then. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.